1: Welcome along to the Football Digest. I'm Guy joined by Mirror Football's assistant editor, Alex Richards, as we get into the one story in town right now. After 21 years, 672 goals in 778 games, winning 35 trophies along the way. Lionel Messi has left Barcelona. We'll be discussing his move to PSG, what it means for both clubs, European football as a whole, and what ripple effects it could have elsewhere this summer. Alex, we'll have to start, though, in terms of just initial thoughts on it I mean it's been a protracted thing that's taken place sort of over the last week or so so we've had time to get our heads around it but for me Lionel Messi not playing for Barcelona even seeing him in the the PSG shirt it sort of takes some computing.
0: I mean that was just strange wasn't it the first pictures coming out yesterday not so much him him on the balcony waving to fans and all that but but the actual first pictures and the, and and the the drone video of PSG, but of him in the centre of the field wearing a full PSG kit with the the messy thirty on the back, it 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 looks so strange, and and I think it's going to take such getting used to. You know, with with so so just he's always been at, at Barcelona in the, in the last twenty years, he's been there twenty one years since he was thirteen. I, I can't really remember a time before him um certainly you know this has been the most golden age of of Barcelona a, such a storied club but he has bought four champions leagues there they'd only won one before before his arrival in, in 50 odd years of the competition um so he, as you say it is going to take some getting used to um you know I, I actually felt a little bit sorry for him at the weekend I think a lot of people did when he was in tears you know this wasn't like last summer where where he wanted to go where he was ang- angry with the regime that was there. This was this was Lionel Messi wanting to stay. He was offering to cut his salary in half. He couldn't do no more than that by Spanish Spanish law. He's not allowed. Yeah. Um, and and then you know he, I think I think the thing that's come out is that he he always thought that a deal would be done that that they would be able to get it over the line. And then Thursday night came and and it was just that's it no more. And then you still had that feeling of. No, no, they'll, they will fix it. It, it yeah. will get sorted. And
1: it just didn't. No, that was for me. The thing that last summer, I sort of obviously everybody sort of gets so involved in it thinking, oh, Messi might leave. I, I had no doubt last summer that Lionel Messi wasn't going to then stay at Barcelona, albeit it did come close to, to leaving. But you always felt there would be a trick up the sleeve. And, and this time, I suppose. Like, like you, you kind of thought, well, surely there, there is something they'll do. This is Barcelona. La Liga will bow to them in one way or another, but the financial mess they find themselves in, even Barcelona couldn't get themselves out of this one. And at the end of the day, it is Lionel Messi who is at the centre of it? But now for for PSG, I suppose let's we'll come back to, to Barcelona and what hole it leaves them in. But in terms of of PSG getting Lionel Messi, albeit a, an ageing star that he is, the quality he'll bring to them is undoubted.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yes, he's thirty four now. Yes, he he isn't the the player of his of his early days when he would you know pick up the ball forty yards out, beat two men. You know, twenty-yard runs from deep and that kind of thing. He's 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 changed his game. He, he he can still be a man. There's no two ways about that. But he, he's more creative with his passing. He drops deep, gets on that turn, finds runners more so. Um, he's more about his linking up with, in close quarters with people still. So PSG, this was an opportunity. I think they they simply decided they could not move move away from it presented it. they weren't expecting this to this to happen it presented itself and they've taken full full advantage of it you know they moved swiftly I, on thursday night i think it was the first time that messi michele Pochettino spoke that, that his father george spoke with psg president nasser al khalifi and from there it moved quickly i think it's widely being reported that the deal was effectively done before his press conference on Sunday, even though he was quick to to say, no, I haven't signed anywhere, I haven't decided yet. Um, it, it was all effectively done. It was just a case of crossing the I's and dotting the T's. This really is a statement of intent, isn't it, from PSG? We know that they have been targeting the Champions League for a decade now. They have got closer and closer in recent years. Obviously, the final in 2020, losing to Bayern, losing to Manchester City last year in the semi-final, I believe it was. Um, yeah. This this is for them. This is their summer where they have gone right. We need high quality, experienced players, mm-hmm. and they've had a brilliant summer in that respect. Donna Donnarumma will become their long term number one, no doubt about it. Whether he whether he starts the season ahead of Karim Navas when they're both fully fit is another matter, but eventually he will take over. Sergio Ramos is a proven serial winner. We we know all about him. Junior Wijnaldum has been there and done it as well. And Ashraf Hakimi, the only player who actually spent a big money fee on this summer. And he's got a hell of a future ahead of him. He's already banging in goals from full as he's been signed to do. Um, but Messi just takes it over the top, doesn't it? You know, the, the potential of he, Neymar, his old pal, Kylian Mbappe as a front three, is mouth-watering. Angel Di Maria, nobody brings out the best in, in Angel Di Maria like Lionel Messi. And to be quite frank, nobody brings out the best in Lionel Messi quite like Angel Di Maria. Has. Um, in international football, certainly, whenever Argentina have reached a, a major final, Di Maria has always either been injured for the final or hasn't been fully fit. And, and that's when they've always um, fallen short. This year's Copa America, Di Maria was in form. He was fully fit. He ends up scoring the winner. Uh, and that is something that I think is kind of being overlooked a little bit because of the Mbappe, Neymar, Messi Triumvirate that we're going to see, Di Maria and Messi have been wonderful for the best part of a decade for for their country, and, and that's something that I think everybody would enjoy seeing as well. PSG are obviously now bookmakers' favourites for the Champions League, and it goes without saying that well, quite rightly
1: yeah sorry sorry to cut you off there alex no i was just going to say that that partnership between di maria and messi is something that really is a, a joy to behold really when it is in full flow and i suppose now you look at that psg team and you said that they're sort of wanting to put a statement of intent out there. I suppose they've not taken too kindly to, to Lil robbing away their League title from last year. But it, it is all about the Champions League, isn't it? And you now look at that squad. I mean, as you said, the, the transfers they've made this summer in terms of bringing in Donnarumma, Ramos, vinalda Messi, all on free transfers, Hakimi for a big fee, as you say. But now it really is. It feels between they and Manchester City, a real arms race as to who can deliver a first Champions League title for their rich, rich owners.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, and also, they won't, as you mentioned, their Lille winning league earned last season. Probably the worst thing they could have done. You've just you've just awoken the beast. You've angered it somewhat. And Mauricio Pochettino now, there, there is no excuse for him when, when it comes to a league title. The Champions League, obviously, you go deep in the competition and it's a cup competition still at the end of the day. But there is no excuse for Mauricio Pochettino not to win a league title. Um, so that, that is all, almost kind of a foregone conclusion you have to think that there's going to be a lot of great stories around the other teams in League 1 this season the likes of Marseille with Roger Sampaoli in charge Nice under new ownership and under Christophe Gauthier who won the title with Lille last season and Lille themselves of course have sold a, a couple of very good players um, but they've also brought in more young players and kept a lot of their young talent so they will all be in the mix leon of course as well will hope to be back up there but you just have to say psg are going to run away with the league there's no other there's no other viable option for what happens in league this season it's just a psg title win um, as for psg and manchester city and the champions league i mean they are two clubs now who this is this is how they are defined there's, there's no other way for it. you know we've had we've had the last 15 years or so of, of this is how Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich have been defined by by their Champions League successes by what do they win in Europe? This is now how PSG um, will be defined can they get over the line? Um, and increasingly it's it's kind of how how will Messi there be defined? He could score 50 goals in in the, each of the next two seasons and um, possibly a third if he if they take up an option. But ultimately, did he win the Champions League? Did he take Europe's biggest prize to Paris? That's how he will be judged and, and whether this is a success.
1: Yeah, most definitely. It will be interesting to kind of keep an eye on all of that and and how it does play out. Final one on Messi in particular before we move on. Obviously, last summer when it was spoken about of him potentially leaving, it was Paris and Man City who were supposed to be looking to, to bring him in. Where do you stand on the... Lionel Messi not arriving in the Premier League. I mean, I've enjoyed him from afar, absolutely fine throughout the course of his career, but there is a part that says it would have been nice to to see.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, I think it's as soon as it did become clear that Barcelona's no more where next, I think the general consensus was that logically he would, he would head to PSG, but I think everybody wanted to see what would he do in the Premier League. You know, there, there was only ever certain places he could possibly go. One of those being Manchester City. Probably the only other Premier League club right now who could financially afford to do the deal would be perhaps Chelsea. Um, obviously, they're making their move for Romelu Lukaku for huge money. City have obviously spent big on Jack Grealish, obviously trying to get Harry Kane through the door. Whether whether that's even possible you know, is, is a completely different kettle of fish given dealing with Daniel Levy and dealing with Tottenham. But as you say, I think everybody would have liked to see Leo Messi in the Premier League unfortunately it's just, just not to be um, and, and quite frankly probably won't be now you know he's, he's 34 two year deal third year option probably probably 37 if he leaves PS, when he leaves PSG um, he then goes to America or back to Argentina if he wants to carry on that is of course um, so I, th- I think those prim- those Premier League hopes very much over now unfortunately.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Well, we will have to make do with watching him in the Champions League, but it sufficed for now. What about Barcelona then and where this leaves them? Because he was the the jewel in the crown for Barcelona and everything sort of that he stood for. Barcelona stand for two as well, but we've known they've been in financial dire straits for a long while now. I mean, even Gazumped by PSG earlier in the summer in trying to bring in Jorginho Wijnaldum after his contract expired at Liverpool, there's been so many players through the rumour mill, Antoine Griezmann, Nuzman, Dembele, so many of the Barcelona cohort that they've spent so much money on and haven't delivered. Now they've no choice but to deliver, do they?
0: No, exactly. And, and the laughable thing here is that even with Messi, and Messi going and his humongous salary being taken off the books now, they're still unable to register their new players. Yeah, the, how badly do you have to be financially mismanaged that even taking off a guy who I think he earned around $120 million a year um, or what what goes for Barcelona's accounts, including tax and, and in terms of gr- what he's paid gross yeah. with about $120 million for his salary. You're taking that off and, and 95% of your overall revenue is still spent on transfers. What on earth is going on? How, how bad have things been? And and this is obviously why they've been unable to sell any of these big names that they've been trying to get rid of. You know, we've seen a lot of fringe players, a lot of young players leave this summer um, for fees, which has obviously been designed to help because they need the money desperately. But getting rid of the likes of your big salary players, you know, Samuel and Titi, Pjanic. They couldn't be more clear that they want rid of them. They couldn't be more clear that they are happy to let either of them go on a free transfer if possible. But why would either of those players give up their huge contracts at Barcelona where they are undoubtedly overpaid to go elsewhere and not be paid as much? And then at the same time, Barcelona push them out the door and, and they're trying to push them out the door without having to actually sign off any 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 of their contracts. It's yeah, any severance packages, yeah. Happy. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Um, they're an absolute mess off the field. You know, Joanne Laporta has spoken, and Messi spoke at the weekend about the financial and stru- structural obstacles that they were facing, um, which meant he couldn't be signed. Well, he, you can't have any sympathy in, in with that. You know, um, our columnist Stan Collymore wrote a, a column that we shouldn't feel sorry for Barcelona, and absolutely we should not. This, is, this has been coming for years and years. You can, you can paint it back to the poor mismanagement that saw Neymar leave in 2017 because they didn't set his release clause high enough. They didn't think that PSG or anybody else would come and pay 200 million for him. And PSG completely blew the market open with that move. But Barcelona should have known that here's Neymar, here's his un, undoubted talent, here's his earning potential, here's everything that goes with him. Somebody. May come and pay that because it wasn't, it's an astronomical amount, but it wasn't unobtainable as PSG showed. And from then, they're spending as much You mentioned Usman Dembele there. They had the chance to get Kylian Mbappe that same summer and they chose Dembele and, and it just hasn't worked. He's undoubtedly talented, he's a World Cup winner, but injuries have, have really stalled his progression. The Luis Suarez decision last summer, where, you know, after great years of service, they just dumped him to Atletico Madrid and he goes and shoots them to the title. And now we get to this summer, Sergio Aguero, unfortunately, uh, joins to join his best pal in Barca, but sees his best pal leave, then gets ruled out until November and can't even be registered. What a mess that is. Memphis Depay can't be registered at present. He's actually been brilliant in pre-season for them. He and Griezmann as a pair, Ronald Koeman has used them. They've both looked very much at home playing together. Um, But they can't register him at the moment, can't register Eric Garcia despite being a free transfer from Man City. And they can't register Emerson Royal, who has joined from Betis. Um, just an absolute mess. And where do they go from here? Because are you tipping them to be Champions League contenders this season, Guy? Or, or <laughs> do you think they can compete with either of the Madrid clubs in La Liga?
1: I mean, talking of it competing with either of the, the Madrid clubs in La Liga, I think we're at a very, very interesting point where there was that sort of two team stranglehold on La Liga for so long until Simeone came along and did what he did with Atletico, and they show no sign of, of going absolutely anywhere. But you, you spoke about PSG blowing the market open when they bought Neymar in. I just wonder if this deal is going to do the same because we read that PSG now are putting 10 players up for sale in order to afford. Leo Messi. There have been some from Barcelona throwing accusations around that PSG's financial state is as bad as Barca's, but because of their benefactor, they're able to sort of pay it all off. But they will undoubtedly have to make room on the wage bill and sell players off. Primarily, I mean, primarily, they've got Kylian Mbappe in the final year of his contract, and Real Madrid are sniffing around him. Now, we know how badly mismanaged Barcelona are. But Real Madrid, on the other hand, you wouldn't put it past them selling four or five players just to afford one in attacking areas that maybe they don't need. All of a sudden, I have to say, I don't think either Madrid or Barcelona would really be contenders because it's 11 players that make a team, not just one.
0: No, certainly. Um, And I think PSG are being very staunch in their position that there is still publicly an optimism that they can get Kylian Mbappe to sign a new contract and remain. Um, yep. Whether they can or not, I don't know. I, I, think, I think if he was that keen on, on still being there and on remaining, he would have already signed. Perhaps, perhaps now that Messi has arrived, he will sign a new deal, but Kylian Mbappe has to think about not just the next two years or possibly three, he's got to think about the next ten. And perhaps yep. Real Madrid is his best option, not necessarily right now, but on a free transfer next summer. And, and I mean, it's Florentino Perez, isn't it? Let's never let's never kid ourselves that he will pull a rabbit out of a hat somewhere. Yeah, there is still the suggestion.
1: I was going to say that's what that's what it kind of comes to, isn't it? If you read that PSG have ten that they want to sell, but you know there is that one asset that earns yeah. a great bulk of the wage as well. As you say with with Perez, you can't. You I, I don't think you can rule it out. No, of course not. I, I think
0: though that. But PSG their, their squad is so stacked with so much depth there that they they have to get rid of fringe men and and I think there'll be a lot of clubs perhaps in the Premier League who towards the end of this transfer window will be looking at some of their fringe players. With, you know, there's a number of Premier League clubs that could, Idrissa Guei would do a good job in midfield mm-hmm. for. There's a there's a couple who Abdu Diallo at, at centre half would do a good job for. Um, Julian Draxler's been linked everywhere in recent years. He's never moved. Does anyone want to risk him? Pablo Sarabia is a, is another man who he's very talented. He did well for Spain at the Euros, I thought. Um, and he's done well for PSG when given the opportunity in, in the last couple of seasons. He's somebody that teams will possibly be looking at towards the end of the window. And, and so they are sellable. I think the thing with Messi is, as he's being shown already in Paris, and, and as I think PSG's financial people have made clear around the club before signing off on the deal, he does partially pay for himself. Mm. Now, the the club, the online club shop is already sold out of Messi 30 shirts. There are queues are around the streets of Paris this morning um, of fans trying to go into the, the club shop to get those shirts personally. There are already commercial deals being signed with, with companies in Argentina because of Messi's being there. And obviously, looking towards the World Cup in Qatar and, and the PSG ownership, He's now pretty much guaranteed to be the face of that tournament. Um, he, he just needs Argentina to qualify, of course. I think there, there is therefore that thing that he will eventually pay for himself. But PSG do need to get money through the books now, and, and so we're looking at those fringe players who do go. And as you say, we're looking at Kylian Mbappe. And in the coming days in the coming couple of weeks, do PSG ultimately decide? You know what? He's not going to sign a new deal. We we should cash in, or or are they? Are they that bold that they just say, you know what, it's fine. Like we've seen Your Dortmund and Erling Haaland this summer, not not budging on on selling for greatly above what his release clause will be next year. Do PSG just say, you know what, you're staying for a year, that's it. You can do what you want next summer. You can go for free with our blessing. But right now, you're remaining and you're going to win us the Champions League this season.
1: Yeah, that is the the, the big catch for them, isn't it? Because as you say, you would fancy their chances even more for the Champions League with Kylian Mbappe in the squad than not. Let's talk wider then and bring it back round to the Premier League again as well because it does have implications for the Premier League this move and chiefly at Manchester United. and. Spoke there about Kylian Mbappe and his contract situation. I wonder now, within the corridors of power at Old Trafford, if they've now got confidence that maybe Paul Pogba can stay at Manchester United for a bit longer because PSG were the primary side being linked with Pogba through the course of this summer, that deal very much now, having cold water poured all over it.
0: Certainly, and I think it, it's a it's a big boost for Manchester United, isn't it? Because you you know that... Paul Pogba is into the final years contract. You know that PSG have been have been sniffing around. There's no doubt now that PSG would like him to join next summer on a free transfer. It, it just solves a number of issues. They can't afford to pay 60, 70 million for him now. Um, but Manchester United will very much be, be looking at it as though, right, if we can prove that we are competitive in the Premier League in the title race, which they need to be this season, um, you know, Rafael Varane, Friend of Pogba, World Cup winner with Pogba. He's through the door. He's a proven winner. Jaden Sancho is one of the world's most talented young players. He's joined. So obviously they're making the right moves in that respect to be contenders. If they can prove that to Paul Pogba now, he, he's never rocked the boat under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer personally. Though. He's greatly respected by the management staff. He gets along with all his, all his teammates. Um, if they can show to him now that we are contenders, we can be challengers for not just the Premier League, but also in Europe. Um, we want you to stay as, as we know Manchester United want him to stay they'd like him to sign a new contract perhaps perhaps he's more inclined to do just that on the flip side as it will always come back to Guy I can go to Paris next summer on a free transfer and play with Lionel Messi and get paid a lot of money and a huge signing on fee that's the, that's the counter argument so it, it'll be interesting to see but it, I, I'm sure it will have emboldened Manchester United's top brass that Okay, this enhances our chances of keeping Paul Pogba long-term.
1: Do you think now then that that PSG, and with this still, are maybe now the destination club in Europe for players who we know how how many of them and how it feels as though this new generation of superstars coming through are just infatuated with winning the Champions League? It doesn't matter if you want to say, oh, the French League's a Farmers League and PSG are going to win that every year. I mean, in Germany, it happens with Bayern every year. It doesn't detract from the attraction for players to go and play for them. Certainly, obviously, German players won't always move out of the Bundesliga. They're quite happy to just go to to Bayern because they feel within that, obviously, they don't have to adapt to a new culture, but there is a realistic possibility of trying to win the Champions League. Erling Haaland next year seems to be the man who is going to be even more so in the the, the the gossip columns as to where he's heading. And I wonder with Paris now, with bringing in Leo Messi, if actually it's a case of saying, look, don't worry about needing to go anywhere else. We are going to become the force in Europe. Forget Real Madrid, forget Barcelona, forget Premier League clubs. This is the place that you need to come to.
0: Yes, yeah, so, no, I I think this is how PSG have decided to pitch ourselves and how they have to pitch for ourselves. Um, because if, if we are being quite frank, history has dictated that the biggest leagues that players want to go to, especially in the last 20 to 30 years, um, La Liga, Serie A, the Premier League, they've been the big three. Um, so if you're Bayern Munich, if you're PSG, you have to battle against that kind of difficulty to persuade players. Come to the Bundesliga, certainly come to Liga. It doesn't quite have the same cachet now. PSG—they're all about the brand, you know. You, you see a lot more and more. They are—they are kind of branding themselves as Paris. They are come to Paris, the destination, and and they are turning themselves into kind of the Harlem Globetrotters of football with their huge names. And 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 it's it's a there's definitely been a change in transfer strategy. You know, in recent seasons, we've seen kind of. Take Idrissa Gueye, for example. They spent £30 to take him for Everton. Now, I I don't think this summer that such a signing, had had everything, coronavirus and the pandemic and the financial implications that have spread all across European football, had that not been a thing, I don't think you'd have seen similar kind of signings at PSG. They are very much changing to a young players who are highly promising and will have huge sell-on value. And then these serial winners who are potentially free transfers who are just going to go straight into the first team, plug-in and play types, and, and we crack on from there. Um, that's where they are marketing themselves, and the more of these kind of players that they are getting, the more they are hoping will entice others to come. You know, it's no secret that Lionel Messi joined Paris Saint-Germain to play with his good friend Neymar, and that I'm guessing since Thursday night, Neymar was constantly in that WhatsApp group with him and Luis Suarez, going, "Come on, Leo, come to Paris." you probably have Luis Suarez on the other end of that phone as well going, can, can I come too? Um, do, you, do, you fancy, do you fancy getting the band back together fully? Um, I kid, but you can see why. You can see why that would happen, and you can see why people will now go to Paris. Interestingly, I saw it mentioned on social media, but if you're Lionel Messi at the age of 34, there have been a number of recent seasons where he has taken Barcelona deep in Europe's biggest competition, and they kind of just looked out of gas toward the end of the season. Um, certainly, when they were getting torn apart by PSG at Camp Nou last year, they looked out of gas, and that was only uh, March. Now, if he's playing in Ligue 1 he doesn't necessarily need to play at full tilt every week. So there will be early season games where he can be rested, where where basically they can just keep him fresh for those later stages, where he can he can effectively like a, like a well tuned athlete time his build up for the key moments that will get PSG over the line. And I think it will be very interesting in that respect to see how Mauricio Pochettino uses him this this season and, and when he does get rested, when he does get dipped in and out, and then when he is in that lineup for the big events.
1: Yeah, I think for me it feels as though the Champions League is really just becoming front of centre. What is it, a 13 game competition perhaps that, that is that everything is centered around. Of course we had the the European Super League sort of talks back in in April time. But to me, it does feel as though everything now is completely geared around that. And just before we we kind of sign off, I suppose it is going to be, PSG's maybe for the taking. I mean, for the last few years, we've thought that about Man City. It's a knockout competition, though, and we can see freak things happen, whether it be selection, whether it be refereeing decisions, whether it be tactical decisions. But it feels as though the squad they've got, Maurizio Pochettino, who, when he was on these shores, everyone said, well, he's a great manager, but can he quite win things? Not going to get a better chance now, is he?
0: No, certainly not. And and you look at not just Messi in terms of what he will create and the goals, that he will bring... You look at Sergio Ramos, the leadership he brings to that defence, his ability to score crucial goals from set pieces that gets added to that team. You look at Gini Wijnaldum, proven box-to-box player, can do a little bit of everything. He he will give that kind of unselfishness that, that he knows he has to adapt his game because Messi's not going to adapt his and Neymar's not going to adapt his. So he'll do those kind of things which will really work. PSG are front and centre now, Champions League. They're who everybody is going to tip, aren't they? Who can stop them? Well, at the end of the day, as we say, you get the group stage out of the way, the phony war, you get to the latter stages. And in that last eight, PSG over two legs against Bayern Munich. You know, you're not so sure PSG over two legs against Manchester City. Against potentially Juventus, you think to yourselves, right? These are much more toss-ups. When it actually gets down to that, those latter stages, it's a lot more difficult to say. Yes, PSG will win. Um, right now, from afar, from before it all kicks off, they're undoubtedly favourites. But it will be very interesting. Come May, come April, who are PSG playing in these in these one-off games in these two-legged ties? And and either way, they're going to be mouth-watering matches, aren't they? And then when we eventually get down to it it's going to be tremendous.
1: No, it definitely is. Can't wait for it already. And we've not even started the new season just yet. The countdown well and truly on though for the start of the new Premier League season here on Football Digest. We will, of course, continue to keep you updated with the latest going ons and especially those from the transfer window. Make sure you check out the uh, content across the Mirror Express and start as well. But from myself, Guy Clark and Alex Richards, thanks for joining us here on Football Digest. That's all for now.